0: Editor's note, most of this podcast was recorded as a live feed on YouTube, and there are a few places where the connection dropped and we lost a few seconds of conversation. You have been warned. Whatever it takes, we're talking about Avengers Endgame. What's up, Story Geeks? This is the conclusion of our MCU series here on the Story Geeks. This is our Avengers Endgame, mostly live reaction show. (laughs) We had a a feed problem partway through the show, so the last bit of it's not live, but the majority of it is live and it was really fun to do. Um, Jay was not in the room though. He's here not, with us now. No, but I was not in the room. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so I
1: had tickets for Friday, the day after it came out. And I had tickets to two showings, because I was going to go with Daryl. Yeah. And I was going to go with my wife. And I had a fever. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so miserable. So I had to cancel the tickets, unfortunately. It was a very painful decision. So as of the recording of this, this is Sunday night. I am seeing it Tuesday. 36 hours more yeah. of avoiding spoilers yes <laughs> in the meantime every one of my geek friends is texting me and <laughs> messaging me saying they want to talk about it editors note
0: i didn't but we do also have sandra and justin here what's up hello. guys hello hello and we had our good friend megan Salinas join us for the show as well so you'll hear her i can't wait to hear you guys talk about it since i wasn't on the action it was really show. fun it was yeah. really fun And um, I also just didn't feel like it would be right if we ended our MCU series without having some input from Helen O'Hara because she's been a big part of this journey. So um, there's a special little segment in here that's just for the podcast listeners. Um, I got to talk to Helen for about 10 minutes earlier today and got her perspective and we recorded it. And so we'll go to that segment partway through the show here as well. Yeah, it's awesome. And I hate um, to break us from the
1: MCU talk, but we have DCEU coming up, a whole serial on DC, DCEU, whole series. Um, I have a Game of Thrones podcast that's coming out. Game of Thrones is my jam. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, not your guys' jams. No. So, nope. so it's going to be just me on this Enjoy. One. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then we also ha- should have a podcast coming out on Stranger Things eventually. And we're doing a bunch of individual podcasts here and there. But the next big serial is DCEU. Yeah. So it's going to be really
0: cool. Yep. But for now... Let's dive into Avengers Endgame. All right, guys. Well, welcome to our Avengers Endgame reaction show. So before we dive into these questions, Megan, just throw a reminder out where people can find what you do. Let them know what's up.
2: Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the menguin That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. You'll be able to keep up with all of my stuff there. Um, but yeah, if you want to listen to other projects I'm working on, I do a podcast called No Love Lost. It is a lost retrospective podcast where my co-host Will Link loves lost and I don't. And we talk about it. And um, I also do a YouTube channel called Silver Screams. So uh, me and my uh, co-host, Katie Cullen, we talk about horror things. And now that Attack on Titan has started back up with season three, uh, it's, it's back from its mid-season hiatus. So it's finally back as of today. We're going to be doing vlogs on that coming up pretty soon. So I'm real excited. I've missed it so much.
0: <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> And as we learned last time you were on the show, you and Sandra are basically the same person. Pretty much. I mean
3: (laughs) separated at birth, but which one is evil? We'll never know. Oh, and
2: that's the plot twist, is that it turns out that we're both evil.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. I'd watch
2: that movie. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you would. All right. Let's dive into our questions. We're gonna start real high level. So Megan, as the guest of honor, you can start us off on this one. What did you think of Avengers Endgame?
2: It's funny because when you ask me that question, my mind just goes blank because I'm still <laughs> processing it. It was excellent. It was a, I, I don't remember who I saw say it. I think my friend Emma Fife on Twitter put up when she got around to seeing it that it was a great celebration of mm. the MCU. And I'm not sure if I'm quoting the correct person on that, but. I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. It is it's funny because we were debating um, the last time I was here about what was more important being a good Marvel film in terms of like being an excellent entry in the MCU or standing on its own as a film. Mm. And I don't quite know where to put Endgame in that Mm. category because for everybody who's been in it it is this glorious celebration and it's got so many wonderful callbacks and character payoffs. It's the fantastic part two to everything that was set up in infinity war. It's every it's the payoff. I never knew I always wanted for certain characters. (laughs) Um, So it was a wonderful experience and Uh, like i said i'm still processing a lot of the actual plot stuff that happened and the ramifications of what all this means for the mcu going forward
0: Mm. yeah we'll we'll get to that too yes (laughs) oh yeah megan what did you think megan see (laughs) you are the same person i have Hmm. to
3: just say um (laughs) nick calls us uh nega megan and nega sandra and i love that (laughs)
4: Anytime I, you can yes. reference Scott Pilgrim. or Yes, anything I
3: That's mean, good. I'm a little biased, but...
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's actually an all right guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sandra. Yes. What did you think of the movie?
3: I'm kind of with my counterpart here, Megan. <laughs> I'm still processing. I'm going I'm to see it again on Thursday. There Me was too. so much going on. So many callbacks. So much to process with like all of these films going gosh I haven't seen this one in a while so now I'm remembering oh this was the year this is when it happened yeah Uh, just an emotional roller coaster as they say I was just so exhausted afterwards and our whole group I went with a group of friends and my family and my friends especially we were just so exhausted afterwards because we had just put so much emotion this is 10 years worth of films all kind of coming to an end yeah. and we were so just spent crying and <laughs> screaming and oh, it was just it was so much so much muchnits, muchness <laughs> so much muchness yes
2: mm. <laughs> um was it me or did it like not feel like three it hours it didn't it no, felt like no. an hour and a
3: half and I'm like it's it's done yeah.
4: <laughs> I've seen it twice and neither time have I felt like this is dragging or right they could have cut that or anything like that
2: yeah, if anything, there are a couple scenes that I'm like, I want more of that.
4: Give yep. me more of that. Yeah, totally. What'd you think? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> That's um, it. I loved it. <laughs> no, I. my wife and I have seen it twice now. And... Even after the second viewing, uh, a little clip came on TV, you know, go see Endgame. And I'm like, I'd go see it again right now. And I <laughs> love that movie.
2: Twist my arm. Why don't you television?
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, like you guys, I've been watching those movies for 10, 11 years, saw Iron Man in the theater. And, you know, I think Celebration is a wonderful way of describing it because, you um, There's a funeral at the end of the movie before we get, you know, too far into all the spoilers. (laughs) We've already given the warning. All right. Um, So the funeral saying goodbye to this era of the MCU felt really important to me, but then still celebrating everything that it was. And I just thought that was a wonderful way to end the movie. And then just even I'll be talking about the scene after that a little bit later. But yeah, I love it. Fair
0: enough. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it was just straight up amazing. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know if we'll ever see another movie like this. I in, don't in know. No. I mean,
3: in, in my Which
2: lifetime. is why I want to
0: keep going back and seeing it more and more. Oh, for like, real. In, it, there's never going to be anything else like this.
3: Well, we have Raider Ray. He's saying that I feel like the MCU really welcomes the Fox movies into the fold. Why, you ask? Because timelines be damned. <laughs> 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 I love that. <laughs> And uh, Nick says, Cap put the stones back. So there we go. And also Ray says, Meow Meow is back into time. And it, um, oh, that he, he took it back into time and he came back without it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Meow Meow. Yep. Uh, what
4: else? It's back there somewhere. Yep. Because the rest of Dark World couldn't have happened if it wasn't there. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, you mean mule near? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> I was it? like meow, meow, "Meow." And I was like, That's what she calls him it, it took meow. me a minute to <laughs> was was Goose in this movie? Are we talking about this the space cat? No, Goose wasn't. <laughs> That's the one thing I'd change. <laughs> mm.
0: Fair enough. All right, let me go on to our next question. Sandra, we'll start with you on this one. Um, there was a lot of unexpected stuff in this movie, lots of choices that I didn't see coming lots of sort of left turns. Right. Um, What surprised you the most?
3: You know, it was funny. It was the whole thing of explaining time travel and them taking a moment to say, oh, you know, the raccoon and like traveling in space and all this other stuff you're fine with, but we really need to explain time travel to you. (laughs) So that was a little bit odd. And then it just kind of like ceased my uh, disbelief being suspended for a minute. And Mm. I'm just like, oh, now I have to think like, How would that work? And it felt Mm -hmm. almost a little too much. Um, I think it's in Idiocracy where they're kind of giving this explanation of time travel. And, oh, it couldn't have worked because of this reason and that. And so that felt a little peculiar for the MCU in particular. They expect us to go in and accept everything, every world that they present. It's true. It exists. We don't question it. But this was the one thing that I felt it was a little, eh, a little out of uh, MCU. Uh, just the, the way that they normally have their films.
0: Yeah. I feel like there was some necessary framework to that mm-hmm. to make the rest of the story make sense and make it so that they could fix everything. Right. But Tony would still have his daughter and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I see. I mean, they claimed that Back to the Future is all BS. Right. So that's, <laughs> right. that's bold right there.
2: <laughs> it's whenever you start dipping your toes into time travel with your stories with your storytelling in general, you have to be careful. Yeah. Um. Because if you get too loosey-goosey with the rules, then you're basically playing Calvin Ball with your story. <laughs> and even though that can be fun, um, it's so easy to go off the rails really quickly. Um. I always like time travel stories where you can't actually change anything. Mm. That time is linear and when you actually go back in time travel you were always meant to go back and travel through time and then you cause what what happens in the future which is your present i so yeah anyway i i didn't mean to like step on your toes (laughs) because like we're talking about what we were un what we weren't expecting right yeah was there anything else that you you were just like what's happening
3: I mean, I would have to see it again to really just <laughs> process everything. That's the one thing that jumps out where I was like, Oh, there was there was one scene in particular where they kept mentioning the different films and I'm like, oh, that just seemed a little bit out of the MCU style. But I mean, I wasn't upset about it, but <laughs> just like, oh, felt a little bit a yeah. little bit off,
4: a little different. What surprised you? Fat Thor.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs>
4: that was, oh, that yeah. was the thing that took me off guard <laughs> the most. Lebowski Thor. Lebowski Thor. Yeah. Thor. It's yeah. just that Surprised me, and I kind of kept forgetting about it, and then they'd keep reminding me about it. Um, Rocket calling him uh, melted ice cream, yeah, (laughs) oh, yeah, what's
3: coursing through his veins, cheese whiz, like just all of the different
4: (laughs) um, so that like visually took me off guard more than anything else in the movie. But I think uh, the part that like felt out of control, like I, I just didn't see it coming was uh. The nebula's being linked up to each other, and oh, so uh, Thanos being clued off to what was happening because of the recording—that was like no, like you know, I knew it had yeah. to happen somehow, but that was the link that totally made sense. I thought it was great, but I didn't expect it. Yeah. What about you, Megan?
2: Um, I'm gonna be honest. the The most unexpected thing came really early on it was killing thanos and then immediately oh, cutting yeah. to five, years later, <laughs> five yeah. years later i was like <laughs> i thought this whole thing was building up to finding him and defeating him to get the stones back but within the first 15 minutes of the movie he destroyed like maybe 20 yeah. minutes i don't know yeah. i don't know what is time i certainly don't know <laughs> what time is while watching Endgame. but within the first act he before the title card even comes yep. up he destroys the stones and they kill him. And then (laughs) we cut to five years later. I'm like, what's the rest of the movie? What? how, how do we fix this? And I, I figured it was going to have to be some stuff with the quantum realm and time travel. But like, I was completely thrown off guard almost immediately.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, And then talking about how, they were basically, quote-unquote, debunking Back to the Future. Yeah. I think it's hilarious that they, quote-unquote, debunked that movie and then proceed to basically reenact the plot of Back to the Future 2 <laughs> because a good chunk of and I think it was that one like hiding behind a corner looking at the end of the, oh, my God, we're doing this. We're really
5: <laughs> doing this. This is amazing. Oops.
0: Yeah, I I was definitely caught off guard by Lebowski Thor as well. Yeah. <laughs> but just to say something different, I think another thing that caught me off guard in a really wonderful way was some of the choices they made for the cameos in the scenes oh, in the past. Yeah. Like we got to see, they chose to put Frigga in instead of Odin, which I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. We got to see um, Alexander Pierce again. Which was really surprising because Robert Redford has very publicly retired, hmm. yet he turns around and appears in this movie. So that was really cool. Um, so Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: Peggy Carter and even uh you know <laughs> even... someone just ask ask Megan how cool it was to see the nod to Agent Carter. <laughs> it
2: was first of all, it's always Jarvis? wonderful. See yeah, yes, that's, that's right. Honestly, oh, having the officially actor,
0: the only TV two movie crossover now.
2: Right. Wow. That was it like it was such a tiny thing, mm-hmm. but I mean the the television universe and the, the MCU proper for it all being a quote-unquote connected universe, they've been very separate from yeah. one another. Yeah. And poor Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. having to acquiesce to everything in the films and the films having no regard for anything that happens in the television series mm. has been one of my biggest critiques about the MCU as a whole over the past decade because I'm a big Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, I want my stuff acknowledged because like this is important and it's all part of the same world. Acknowledging. And so even just this one tiny little nod mm. for a show that got canceled after two seasons, that broke my heart that it got canceled. But like just that one little hint of acknowledgement, I was like, yes, yes. all A thousand times yes. This is wonderful.
0: Yeah. What are we seeing in the chat? Yeah,
3: we're seeing, you know, everyone's agreeing with Megan that uh, they loved, uh Amen. I love Clark Gregg and Colson. Uh, well, someone says Raider Ray says I've seen the movie three times, and three times I said screw the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a Yankees fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just nods for the TV universe getting um, getting some love. You mm-hmm. know, people are excited to see that. Cool. And you know, uh, Nick agrees that it was insane to kill Thanos, and it really was just, to kill him so quickly, and then jump to. 5 and i thought months right months months years, years. what yeah. <laughs> the
2: fact later <laughs> the world had to pick up and move on oh right and all like i was like are is this the leftovers now is this the leftovers with superheroes and the fact that the entire world had to pick up and live in the remnant of the mm. world oh, right. that Thanos created yeah. um and basically the entire globe everybody who is left on the planet, like all have collective PTSD Mm -hmm. and seeing like cap trying to help everyday people in that, in that sort of headspace and in that world, you know, illustrates one, how hopeless everything really seems. And two, how, how much of a hero cap is
3: even, you know, even when he's not fighting supervillains. You know, Nick mentions that Joe Russo being in the group was cool, though. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So that and was Jim really Starlin cool. was also in that oh, wow. scene, the creator of Thanos. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Uh, and yeah, uh, first um, canonically gay character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as right. far as the films go. Obviously, the, the television shows have had a little bit more diversity. Um, but yeah, in the films, first openly gay character.
3: Hmm. That's true. And... A Holder says, I really hope that there are some comics or something like a Disney plus show expanding on that five year gap. Oh,
0: oh Anthony, that Anthony, would be awesome. oh my gosh.
3: Anthony says that. Yes. I wasn't sure if you want to go by AG. <laughs> so he says, <laughs> Anthony's yeah.
0: one of our bloggers. He is. For you guys out there, Anthony and Ashley handle our blog, which is awesome. You should go check it out.
3: Now,
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't say this very often, but somebody call Damon Lindelof and get him on that. MCU leftover show. I won't say that very often because I have a lot of words about Lost. Should we but... call it
0: MCU The Lost Years? <laughs> oh. oh no!
2: Yes! 100% yes. Even though it makes me angry.
4: They just have to be really selective about which characters they choose for that show because like Spider-Man, uh, the Doctor Strange, they just be very short shows during those years. Mm-hmm. But...
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> along those lines i would still like to see what cap and natasha and sam were up to in between civil war and infinity war too oh yeah just that whole secret avengers thing Mm -hmm. i want to see more of that okay let's be honest raise your hand right now on camera so everybody can see you if you (laughs) cried at least once during this film (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> obviously right
3: shout out I'm to a podcast biased. listeners yes <laughs> everybody raised their everybody
0: hands. raised their hand okay justin we'll start with you on this one what made you the most emotional
4: um everything involving hawkeye got yeah. me from the oh, very right. first scene yeah. um where he lost his family and just mm-hmm. didn't understand what was happening that was heart-wrenching to uh he and Natasha fighting for who would sacrifice <sighs> themselves for the other person. Mm-hmm. That was a wonderful scene of friendship. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Um, and then saying goodbye to Tony was yeah. was hard. Um, and then, but I'm just like a low bar when it comes to <laughs> crying in these movies because I care so much about all of it. Oh. So also just seeing all the characters come back in the final sequence was deeply moving to me and fighting alongside each other in combinations we hadn't seen and all of that. So yeah, but those, everything involving Hawkeye was probably what hit me the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and him saying like, don't give me hope, you know, it's like, oh, oh this uh, guy. Yeah. This, uh, oh yeah. Guy. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Megan, what do you think?
2: Um, I only cried once, which was a surprise really? to me because I I spent most of infinity war on the edge of my seat going like, (laughs) when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When are they going to kill everybody? And then, um, so this movie felt a lot more triumphant, but I, so I didn't have nearly the same level of anxiety as I did watching infinity war, oddly enough, even though I knew there was going to be some permadeath. Um, that being said, I got very emotional when Cap started w- wielding Mjolnir. Yeah. I didn't cry, but that was probably the most emotional I got during the film. And, and I'll talk about that scene a little bit more uh, when we get to a different question. Yeah. But the moment that made me cry was cheeseburgers.
5: Oh, <laughs> it was <yes>.
2: cheeseburgers. <laughs> mm. um, uh. Just the, the fact that it was John Favreau talking mm-hmm. to Morgan, um and yeah, a really good kid actress. Um, yeah. you know, and she's just like cheeseburgers. Oh, I want, yeah. I want cheeseburgers. And he's like, your dad. Your dad really likes cheeseburgers. Like cheeseburgers. Yeah. Um, and it was just talking about things coming full circle. Yeah. It, you know, in terms of like this beautiful send off that we're getting for Tony and how wonderful a payoff that is, and how what like it acts as a fantastic farewell. Um, to this saga of the MCU, there are people left behind and happy Mm -hmm. is one of those people. And so is Peter. And, you know, we're going to be the knowledge that we're going to be dealing with this in the next Spider-Man movie far from home. Mm -hmm. Like that is something I'm really looking forward to exploring and unpacking Mm -hmm. um, because Peter and him had a had a very interesting dynamic and relationship. And so I'm
3: I'm getting choked up just thinking about
0: it. (laughs) What about you, Sandra?
3: Well, I'm just going to give you an update. So Anthony says he cried at Avengers Assemble. Yeah. (sighs) Um, And. That brings up a really interesting point because I think there were moments, so many moments in this film that we cried tears of joy as well as tears of sadness. Yeah, yeah. Avengers Assemble was, I think, one of those where, and when everyone just started coming back, that was such a beautiful moment. But I'm with you. I cried at the very beginning. I was like, already? Why? (laughs) You know, just, I think the idea of losing your family, uh, having a family, you know, it's like how I would respond with my... Whole, entire family just disappearing in front of me um i cried there i cried oh my gosh gee of course tony i cried at the scene with the soul stone and just yep yeah. i think not only was it a beautiful depiction of friendship but it was such a beautiful depiction of what grace and mercy looks like because for natasha she's telling she's telling clint like i don't judge people by their worst actions and by their worst like by their worst basically and he has done so bad and he just doesn't feel like his life is worth saving so he should die and he's like you know what i've done you've seen what i've done and her just speaking that over him i thought was so beautiful and then when she finally just like pushes herself off and he watches her Oh, that scene! I yeah. was crying well into the next scene. Like it just <laughs> and it wouldn't stop. They just kept coming. Yeah, and oh, and, so many moments, so many moments.
2: And like this, that moment did so much for Natasha's character. It arc did because yeah? She like mm-hmm. the bits and pieces that we've gotten about her backstory and her development over the course of the MCU. She's a person who used to do anything to survive, whether that meant backstabbing people. She, she's lived through several different regime changes Mm -hmm. and, you know, she's had to betray people and she, she is a survivor and, you know, and is willing to do unspeakable things, you know, for the job. And in this film, everything she's known and loved and cared about is gone. And she has to step up to take nick fury's place trying to keep peace in the world and kind of the universe at large too working with captain marvel because it's it's happening on a cosmic scale yeah so it's so cool seeing her step up for that to that leadership position and then much like we get with tony in this movie making the self-sacrificing play yeah um Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was beautiful. And, uh, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. The, the second the, the movie started and we see Barton with his daughter, I, was just, I literally I, went, like, oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think for me, um, two come to mind. I mean, all those for sure. But two other ones come to mind. Um, when Tony arrives back on Earth... And, and he's like, where's... And then Pepper shows up. Oh. And he's just like, like, that moment right oh, there. Yeah. It
2: was
4: so good. When
0: they get reunited. But the other one that really, really hit me was when um, Scott was trying to find Cassie. Oh. And hmm. then he went to the house and he knocked on the oh, door. That
3: got me too.
2: And she answered the door.
0: <laughs> and I know... And it's
2: this young woman. yeah, a little girl. And I'm like,
0: I felt like I was inside his head because I'm like, I can totally picture what he's thinking right now. He's thinking... I just lost a bunch of my daughter's life right? and he's mourning that and he's shocked and he's sad, but then he has the realization, but wait a minute, she's still here.
2: Right. Yeah.
5: Right.
0: So he's just like, you're so big, you yeah. know? And be-
2: yeah. Because was... I mean, a big part of his motivation in the, the first film and even in the second film was I need to be around for my daughter. I yeah. can't go back to jail yeah. because I need to be here for her. She's, she's not going to be this age forever. She's going to grow up and I want to be a part of her life. Mm -hmm. And here due to circumstances completely out of his control, he has done just that. He's been in a very different kind of prison and he's missed Um, me.
5: Good
0: good
3: night, Nick. He's signing off by uh, the way. Oh, thanks
5: for joining us, Nick.
0: Hey, Story Geeks. It's Daryl. Thanks for letting me jump in and interrupt the show really quick here. Um, As I mentioned during the intro for this show, we just didn't feel like it was right to close out our MCU series without at least getting some opinions from Helen O'Hara from the Empire podcast about Endgame. Um, Luckily, she had a few minutes and I was able to sit down virtually and talk with her and ask her a few questions about the show. So this is that segment. So enjoy this and then we will dive back into the show afterward. Well, hey, Helen.
6: Hi, how you doing?
0: <laughs> doing all right. Thanks for taking some time to talk to us again.
6: Absolute pleasure.
0: I imagine you guys have a big spoiler special podcast coming out about Endgame over at Empire, right?
6: Yes, we are planning exactly that. We're, we'll be recording oh. this week. Now we've had a chance to see it more than once, basically. Yeah. I think everybody wanted a, a good few viewings before we uh, we try and, you know, completely take this apart because there's a lot going on. This is oh a lot. Oh, my gosh.
0: It's insane. It's insane. Yes. Well, I look forward to listening to that. We won't. I won't steal too much of your thunder here. This will be simple. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think, just real quick, right off the bat? What did you think of the movie? Um, I was. Or I very, guess I should say, how yeah. much did you love it?
6: <laughs> I, I I loved it a lot. I mean, I've I've written a four star review for Empire, spoiler, but uh, but no, I just I just I just felt like what else. Could they possibly have given us that we wanted, you know, for, for that movie to kind of bring one era of Marvel and um, three phases, I suppose, to a close, yeah. you know, to set things up in a sort of way that's satisfying. And, you know, I mean, yes, give us fan service, but kind of in the best possible way, uh, you know, give us things that we didn't know we wanted to see until we saw them. And, totally. uh, you know, probably some things that we did know we wanted to see, but we never really thought we would on the big screen. And it's yeah. it's just kind of magic.
0: And even a couple of things. This uh, this might sound strange until we get into the spoilery stuff, mm. but a couple of things that maybe we thought we already saw, but now we get to see in a whole new way. <laughs>
6: Absolutely, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, tell me what are your what are your top three favorite moments from the movie?
6: Top, I mean, three is kind of uh, is. You can kind do of, more
0: if you want. <laughs>
6: well, okay, because I've got kind of a tie at three. I'll be honest. So I really cool. love Captain Marvel. Um, I, no, what I love is. Um, when you know Friday says something's entered the upper atmosphere, uh, when Thanos' ship starts fi- firing upwards, uh, yeah. I just and I suddenly realized oh, there's somebody still not on the battlefield. Oh my goodness! And realized when that happened, my wife was.
0: reached over and grabbed my arm, and she was like, "Captain
6: Marvel, <laughs> Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel." <laughs> that was phenomenal. It was so good. Um, yeah. So th- so that was really really high for me. I loved Thor in 2013. Uh, Getting Mjolnir back and just going, I'm still worthy. That that broke my heart a little bit. Yeah. I just I just loved it, yeah. um, because he's been through a lot. He has been through a lot, and I thought that was just a beautiful little moment for his character. And also, like he's he's a full on sort of, he's just descended into alcoholism in this film. You know, he's a guy who's always enjoyed a drink, but he's he's just self medicating at this point. He is completely lost, and I feel like that's his yeah. that's his moment to kind of set him back on the path. And I just thought that was lovely. Yeah, um, we never
0: get to fully see Tony get into his alcoholism, but we get to see Thor do it.
6: Yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> but I thought it i thought it just really worked as a, just a beautiful little moment. Um, and then, so my top two are probably the same as pretty much everybody's in one order <laughs> or another. Um, I'm actually going to go for, much as I completely adored it, uh, Cap lifting Mjolnir as number two. But, oh, number
0: two. Oh right. my
6: god it was just when you sort of because you see me there just lifting slightly from the bottom and you're like you know has thor just called it like what's happening why is it just coming up a little bit and then you realized no it's not it's not thor doing it oh my god yeah <laughs> that was incredible that was mind-blowing that's um, the one
0: that i was kind of thinking of when i said something we thought we already saw because yeah because we yeah. got to see vision pick it up and use we it did. so we sort of got that moment but yeah yeah
6: but we yeah. I think I think they still played they still hit really hard. I just loved it. For sure. Um and then and then number 1 is on your left because oh, I think I yeah. was kind of <laughs> cheering and sobbing and I didn't know what to think and I just it, they kept coming and oh it was it's the it's the greatest splash page I've ever seen. Oh, I mean yeah. kind of two in a row because you've got first of all Cap on his own facing the you know the assembled might of Thanos and then you know, just a moment later, the whole situation shifts. Oh, it was just amazing.
0: Yeah. And so quiet, like all of these big reveals are such big, loud moments. And then that one's just this quiet little Sam's voice in the background. And it's like,
6: Oh, Oh, just adored it. Yeah. And and what a great way for Sam to turn it around. Oh yeah. You know, so
0: absolutely. Just Um, wonderful. I didn't send you this question ahead of time, but we're talking about it on the live show. Um, So, I'm 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 asking most people that have seen this to admit it. You cried. Oh God, (laughs) yeah. I (laughs) Um, was
6: I was yeah I was I was yeah definitely tearing up like quite a few bits, actually. Yeah, me Um, too.
0: More so the second time through.
6: Yes, me too. Yeah, because the first time I was just so busy taking in everything and trying to focus on everything, especially because I had to write the Empire review immediately afterwards, and I knew that, and you know, so I was really focused the first time, And, and the second time I was able to just kind of absorb it more. Um, so yeah I've, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you I cried most the second time a little yeah. bit less the third time but I'm still crying the fourth time I'll be honest so yeah what
0: was your most emotional moment
6: I think I think it was the sort of on your left and seeing everyone back mm-hmm. and especially when spider-man swung in that kind of destroyed yeah. me. yeah um, yeah I love that so yeah that, that that just really really got to me
0: yeah for sure so happy um, tears mostly yeah, yeah, there were some sad ones, but even those were, were inspiringly sad, kind of.
6: Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah.
0: So, and we can go there. So I'm I'm curious, <laughs> just kind of tell me quickly, we don't have to go crazy on this, but sure. just quickly, how do you feel about where each of the original six Avengers sort of end up at the end of this film? Yeah,
6: well, okay, so, so Hawkeye first, super yeah. happy, back with his family, that's good. I think they were kind of almost a joke introduction in, in Ultron, because it was so unexpected, but it just it worked and we love that about him. And I'm, I'm glad that he, he kind of got that back. Um, Thor, I think it's a really, really clever placement for him because I think the guardians are all people who have been damaged and have been hurt and haven't really dealt with it very well. And that actually seems like a perfect place for Thor right now. So I'm really yeah. interested to see that dynamic. They worked really well together in Infinity War as well. So, so that's kind of exciting to me. Um, uh, Professor Hulk. Uh, I guess we call him maybe (laughs) now. Um, I think that's interesting. I mean, he didn't really get so much of a kind of finish as the others. Um, In the end, he ended up a little bit maybe overlooked in terms of where he goes next and what he's doing, but Mm. he just seemed happier in himself. Uh, Obviously, the two warring sides of his persona have found some kind of balance. So, you know, sure, good luck to him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So then the others, Uh, Scarlet... Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, no, Scarlet Johansson's <laughs> Scarlet <Black> Widow. Widow. <laughs> yeah.
5: Um,
6: yeah, this was a kicker, wasn't it? I mean, I loved the contrast of that scene with the Soul Stone to the previous film's version. I loved yeah. that you had two people who love each other so intensely that they're desperately trying to save each other and sacrifice themselves. I thought that was just a really beautiful and weird and uh, upsetting a twist on what was already a weird and upsetting scene, yeah. you know. Um, I didn't obviously love that it was Natasha, but on the other hand, I don't see how it could not have been given that situation. I wish it they had were been somebody really else the two
0: That definitely loved each other, you know. I mean, it sort yeah. of had to be them.
6: I I almost I could have seen um Tony and Steve have the same kind of dynamic actually, in a weird way, um but uh. Bit, but they couldn't obviously I maybe lose one of those there but it was still yeah. a kick in the teeth it really was a massive kick in the teeth to lose black widow and I don't know now what that means are we not getting a film is it a prequel if we're getting it is there some kind of trickery going on I mean yeah. we never saw Steve go back to leave the stone back does that give us something I don't know yeah um but you know it looks like a it looked like an end for her it was an everlasting bargain so it looks like an end. And if it is an end, then at least she went out with no red in her ledger. Nothing right. but black, you know? Right. So I, I guess that's a victory of sorts. A, a Pyrrhic one, obviously. But I, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, and in
0: my opinion, having been one of the best characters in the film, like, yeah, I yeah. feel like she was beautifully written all throughout that movie.
6: I think she so. was. I, I said in my Empire Review that I wanted another scene or something of hers, but actually, on rewatches, it's, it's felt. Uh, meatier than it did first time around, mm, um, yeah. and so yeah, I, I I kind of agree with that. I think so. Then and then Tony, I just feel like this whole, um certainly the Avengers movies in particular, they have all been about proving that he is the guy who can make the sacrifice play. You know, he's right. exactly just contradicting Steve in that first film and. And showing that there is more to him and it's interesting how they've almost swapped roles in this final analysis that yeah. um he steve has gone off and gotten lived the good life and tony's been the guy who was driven by judy to do the right thing for everyone else and that's interesting and and you know sad and you know kind of beautiful but um but yeah it was it was tragic it was really really tragic yeah. and a beautiful callback to the first film with the just the i'm iron man you know line that that's maybe what it that's what it means maybe in the end to be iron man you just yeah. you, you've got to do the thing you know
5: yeah yeah
6: um and then steve rogers well i've been saying all <laughs> you along got what you wanted right? i got what i wanted <laughs> i don't know if they lived on a farm that they definitely rented but like they definitely you know he got the happy maybe ending they had a
0: vacation farm or something
6: <laughs> maybe they, maybe they did um so yeah i'm just i'm just really kind of happy about that i have not got my head around all of the paradoxes involved you know, does he tell Peggy about Hydra? You know, does he go rescue Bucky oh. forty years early? Like, I don't, I don't know how all that works, and oh, I, do, I feel like my Steve Rogers never actually stops being Steve Rogers, so I don't know if he could retire fully. So maybe yeah. it's just they live their lives out in a completely different timeline, and then it somehow comes back together in the end, but. I uh, yeah, I'm just happy that he was happy for a moment because he's he's had some really tough times and you know, he deserved it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm yeah. excited to see Sam as Captain America. I think I am that's too. Yeah, cool.
6: I think that's really good. And I'm excited to see how he and Bucky interact. I think Bucky was a little bit shortchanged. I would have liked to see it just one or two more scenes with him and, and Steve Rogers. I think I, he 100% knew that Steve was going back and staying. Yeah. Otherwise why say I'm going to miss you if he's gone for 5 seconds? Right. But um but I I just yeah I wanted another scene of those two together, I think.
0: Yep. I agree. Well, pretty yeah. amazing movie.
6: Yeah, I'm really happy, <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah.
0: Me too. Me too. And I'm excited for what's ahead. So Well, thanks for taking some time. Pleasure. Appreciate it and no we worries. will I I will eagerly look forward to that spoiler <laughs> special podcast. So there you have it, Helen O'Hara's take on Avengers Endgame. She's a giant MCU fan. She's a giant Captain America fan. We've talked about all that stuff before. And um, we are a giant fan of hers. So we thank you, Helen, so much for taking some time to talk to us. Now back to the show. Okay, let's talk our favorite moments, specifically three. We have (laughs) to hold the three here. Favorite moments in the film. And we'll go one by one. We'll We'll all do three, then we'll all do two, and then we'll all do one. So, um, Megan, why don't you start us off? What is your number three favorite moment?
2: In the- uh, I, I mine will quick succession of one another, but I'm, I am I. Uh, well, because I mean, the entire third act of this movie, I is know, just, it's,
0: it's just giant fan service. Yeah, it really is. Yeah.
2: But three, because again, this entire movie is for the fans. Yeah. I don't say that because it's usually hollow rhetoric, but this movie really is for the fans. So, yeah. but my number three has to be when Spider-Man comes back. I don't oh. know if you guys can see, but I'm currently wearing my Spider-Man shirt. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, Spider-Man's just been such a big part of my hmm. superhero fandom so uh, it's been a big part of like my superhero experience ever since i was little he's the the hero that's always been my favorite out of Mm. everything marvel related and dc related Mm. so seeing him come back even though like i knew he was gonna come back i know he's got another movie coming back up it didn't it doesn't matter because Mm. i'm like there he is he's (laughs) back
5: under roots and
2: um (laughs) And yes, oh, this is nice because again, that's a that's a wonderful callback <laughs> yeah. to Far From Home. It's not a hug. I'm when, just oh yeah, for you. yeah exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, oh,
3: that's wonderful." Yeah, took <laughs> so, so many.
6: Okay. I never
0: promised you guys this was going to be easy. So. I
3: know. You know, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to agree, actually, with Raider Ray Forty Four. He he says. My favorite minute is world opening. Mm -hmm. And I I love that moment. It was on here as well. Because we see that what was lost was restored. And so everyone's coming back. And that's the happy tears moment. Some of the other ones are sad tear moments. But they were very powerful. But here's a happy tear moment. Yeah. We see everyone coming back and they're ready to join forces. My husband was like, oh, look, there's Frodo. There's you know <laughs> Luke Skywalker. He's like, everybody's coming back. I'm like, knock it off. He's like, there's a unicorn. I'm like, this?
0: Shazam. You see I in know. The background.
3: He was just like naming all these characters. Uh, but it was just such a powerful moment to see. Yeah. The characters that we maybe even forgot. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yes. And they all come back and they're all ready to turn what was utterly hopeless into something that they can actually
0: win. Yeah. So I love that moment. What do you got at number three?
4: I have the Time Heist uh, Battle of New York moments that are with Cap. So I, I kind of sort of cheated, but I have, like, a, Someone was a bound cap to. scene. So it's Jay's just, not here to do know it, it so you all may the, as well. The elevator scene, having him walk yeah. into oh, right. So there were so many times in that oh, movie yeah. that they reused elements from previous movies. Yeah. And yeah. so having him enter that and do the Hail Hydra and everything, oh. just yeah. abusing his knowledge. It was just awesome. Um, and then fighting himself um, and then ending that scene with, like, that is America's ass. Like, you know, yes. it, was just like, it was so funny. So I loved, I felt like that elevator scene, the Hill Hydra thing. Then yeah.
0: this is might just be me reading into it, but I felt like that was also the Russo brothers looking at Marvel comics. Right. For the whole, they did a whole storyline where there was a thing where Steve was revealed to be an agent of HYDRA. Yeah. And it was like a reality got altered kind of thing, whatever.
2: And it was It was silly. a bad idea. It was not good. It was a
0: bad, bad idea. Shame on you. And I feel like this was the Russo brothers going, yeah, that was stupid. We know it. <laughs> <laughs> We're telling you.
2: <laughs> We're telling you because Cap is not HYDRA. Right. He's no. the antithesis of HYDRA. I would dare anyone... Even pretend nope. <laughs> otherwise. But um, but yeah, that was such a good moment. And this is coming from the person who went to bat for uh Winter Soldier during our nerd fight. That's so, right. nice. so that moment was an excellent choice. Yeah, so. nah.
0: She's still a little angry at me that she didn't win. So. <laughs> a little <Hey>. bit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no hard feelings except for all of them. Yeah. Um
0: my number three is also cap related, but I'm gonna go all the way to the tail end of the film. Well, not no, not what you're thinking. Not <laughs> not the Peggy Carter moment. That was wonderful. But yeah. I'm thinking of when he passes the shield on to Sam.
5: Oh, Yeah. Because nice.
0: yeah. I wanted beautiful. to know that so badly. I wanted to know, is it going to be Sam or is it going to be Bucky? Like, someone's going to get it. Who's going to get it? And are we going to see it in this movie? Mm-hmm. And it just made me so happy that we got it. Oh, yeah. And his response was simply, I'll do my best. Yep. yep. That's so good. And then
2: That's, that's a Captain America response, in it all is. honesty. It is.
0: And then Bucky also telling him, like, Go ahead. And when he gets the shield, like Bucky's giving him the nod. He's like, yes, it's yours. You take no. it. You know? Yeah. Oh, so cool.
3: Perfect. By the way, Anthony agrees with you. He agrees with your point about the shout out. But he did like the Hydra Cap storyline.
5: Well. <laughs> Agree And well, you're wide Hail
3: Hill Hydra, too. People
0: can like what they like.
2: Agree <laughs> yeah. to
3: disagree. Yeah. yeah Jamie's
0: on here. Let yeah. people she enjoy that things. Moment.
2: Just, just because you guys dis- just because we disagree doesn't mean we have to uh, make a big thing about it.
0: So, hey, some <laughs> of the best conversations we've had on this show are me and Anthony arguing about stuff. So, <laughs> oh. so it's all good. We don't have to agree. Um, number two, number two favorite moment, Megan.
2: Number two favorite moment is going to be I am Iron Man.
0: Mm. Um, ah.
2: Not, uh, like just the. The the moment where... Because it's Tony... Again, it's all of that coming full circle. And it's Tony accepting... What's about to happen to it's a it's so well written because it's a callback to earlier in the film when mm-hmm. Thanos said he was inevitable and he was he he made a callback to that line so we get rule of threes right there and then of course we get no I am Iron Man which is the moment that kicked off this entire yeah. series so to have him say I am Iron Man and then snap and to have that be the end of Thanos as well as Tony Stark, mm. that's a perfect bookend to this character, to this um, as, as we said earlier, as this particular saga mm. of the MCU. It was the perfect capstone, and or the we'll... perfect
0: Tony Stone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was. Thinking. The perfect Sorry. Infinity
2: Stone. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the perfect <laughs> capstone to this saga, and it. It's sad that that it it came at such a cost, but it was it was the it was the moment that you know, it was such a good moment.
3: I, I
0: yeah. can't. I mean, yeah. it,
3: it, that was the moment that Nick said, "Oh crap, it's over." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanos well, too.
0: <laughs> it was beautiful too because um, <clears throat> Tony became Iron Man to change his life and change his destiny and help people and not cause war anymore. Right and there is no better realization of that destiny than to literally bring half of the universe back into right. existence. Yeah. Mm. Well,
2: and the um and not to mention that it's, you know, it's good foreshadowing in the original Avengers too, um because he was the one that was willing to sacrifice himself, you know, to save New with York the noob- at mm-hmm. the end there, too. And in Iron Man 3, he's having trouble sleeping because of what he went through. Yeah. And so with this moment, he is Iron Man. He stops Thanos
3: and now he can rest.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Sandra, what
3: do you have at number two? Uh, it is the Natasha and Clint scene mm-hmm. I oh, think yeah. right there. I've already said it. So, maybe can I sneak another one in?
1: <laughs> like a, a runner, sure, a runner yeah. up number two?
2: My, my
3: honorable mention that I wasn't going to say um, it's seeing all of the female characters yeah. come together and then seeing Scarlet Minus Witch. Natasha. Oh, I know, oh. I know. Oh, stop it. But seeing <laughs> Scarlet Witch, especially in like how much, say, telling Daniels, like, you've taken so much from me. And, and she's he's just, like,
2: and you are. He's like, I don't even know who you
3: are. <laughs> and she just. Oh, I mean, seeing them all together and seeing them just kick his butt, I loved, loved, yeah. loved that. Mm-hmm. It, and yeah, and then that shift of all of the, the shots are now going towards something and we're like, oh, Captain Marvel, we forgot about her. Or, like she just shows up
0: mm-hmm. and...
3: Oh, that, just seeing all of them together. That, that was so moment
2: wonderful. she introduces herself to Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you
0: got something for me? Yeah, it
2: was just, it filled me with so much glee. Oh.
4: <laughs> what do you have at number two? I have Cap wielding Mjolnir. Someone had to say it, Yeah, right? Um, and Thor <laughs> saying that he knew it. And I mean, we all knew it, that he was worthy of that. So I'm curious, and I'd be curious to hear what you guys think, if Cap was being humble In Age of Ultron, and he could have lifted it at that point, (laughs) but just chose not to. Or if, like, I don't know, do you guys think something happened in his character that made him worthy?
0: I don't think he was there yet. Yeah. I think he needed to go through the events of Civil War before reaching that point, you know, to sort of push back against government and not, and really be like, not just America's hero, but the world's hero mm. and work and do for what's right. Not just what America thinks is right. right. So I feel like he wasn't quite there yet.
4: So that was actually a part of his arc, not just something that could have happened at any point.
0: I think so. I mean, awesome. I, I guess like you'd probably answer. have to ask I like Joss that answer. Wheaton, but I think so. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I, w- I would agree. I think that so many of the characters have had these wonderful arcs where they've just gotten more just more of themselves like just stronger more worthy for cap um and i think even for tony you know he started off not necessarily a good guy in a sense but then he was able to sacrifice himself in the way that he did um and for cap i think as noble as he was from the very beginning like before he even had the serum and he was this tiny little guy shielding everyone from this grenade even then, he became even more noble and more humble. And I, I think it was something that came and fi- he was finally worthy. Yeah,
2: I have to concur with that assessment. Um like i I don't I don't even know if um it's specifically the events of civil war, although I certainly think that's a contributing factor because at the end of Civil war, he is left with no backup it's just him and his friends mm. um, there's no government support there's it's just him following his heart trying to do what's right mm. and i think that's an important lesson and it was a lesson he learned in winter soldier as well as that you can't always rely on the administration to do the right thing you have to follow your heart and so i feel like that was part of that lesson but also we forget <laughs> There have been five years since they failed. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that lesson was, you know, tied in with Thor's arc as well in terms of failure ultimately makes us stronger. And Mm -hmm. it's that failure to stop Thanos and having to persist in the world after that, that I think. Is what helped push Cap to where he needed to be in order to to fully be worthy of Mjolnir,
4: and it demonstrated his integrity also for yeah. sure that he's the same person five years in that he was. Right. You know, at the moment it happened. So yeah,
3: yeah, especially in the the circle scene where he's talking to everyone and telling them to have hope. Like that he, that was not the first time he has had to say that in the mm. five years, and so to continue to persist and be hopeful for five years when they're gone, life is totally changed. I mean, the whole world has changed mm. in these five years, seeing that one kid when he sees Ant-Man and he turns around and he just looks so hardened as a kid. You know, he's not riding his bike for fun. There's right. just, he's probably alone. It's, you know, maybe his whole family's gone. And so to persist and be hopeful in those five years, absolutely. I think that mm. that changed Cap in a way to make him more worthy. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think my number two is, it's a dark one. (laughs) It's one of the dark (laughs) moments in the movie, but I loved it. I think at this moment, I leaned over to my wife and I said, I already love this movie. And it's right after we get the five-year jump and Nat is in Avengers headquarters and she's just finished having sort of that that virtual conference with Mm -hmm. Okoye and Carol and all the other characters. And um, Rhodey tells her that he thinks that it was Barton who did this horrible slaughtering of all these villains or whatever and and Nat asks him to go find him and he's like, I don't think I should and she just kind of looks at him and says, please. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Just like the desperation that exists in her, she's so disillusioned, she's so beaten down but she still wants to find her friend right? and bring him back and still hold on to something good. Like I just love how loaded that scene was. Oh, yeah. So.
4: We um, started watching through the Avengers movies because my brother somehow hasn't seen a bunch of them. And I just <laughs> learned that. And it kind of set me off. But um, <laughs> in the first Avengers movie, she's in that chair doing the interrogation and everything. And she, she gets the phone call. And she's, like, staying there. And then Coulson says, Barton's been compromised. Yeah. And she, and she just drops everything. And that hit Kim and I so much because we're like, oh, like, knowing, you know, just revisiting these movies, I think, will continue to bring more and more depth to the decisions that they've made in Endgame. Yeah. But their relationship has been something that you know has existed for years now. So it's
0: just... It's and a it made me thing. think, too. So there's the moment in the original Avengers where when Barton finally loses his effect that Loki has on him, mm-hmm. and he and Nat are fighting, and he hits his head, and it starts to fade and stuff like that. I used to think, oh, he finally just hit his head hard enough and he shook it. But after watching all this stuff, I don't think it's that at all. I think it's in the Mm. movie.
2: My number one is Cap wielding (laughs) Mjolnir. I won't dwell on it too much since we just got done talking about it. But um, yeah, that is hands down my number one Mm. moment. It's the moment where I wanted to throw up my arms and cheer. It's the moment I've been waiting for ever since... Thor and Cap were on screen together uh, at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fantastic. And even, even Thor just going, I knew it. Like it was, it was so, I think it was pretty cathartic too, because he had just realized not that long before this moment that he was still worthy of Mjolnir. Yeah. He doesn't need it because he's the God of lightning and he is Stormbreaker, but Mjolnir it's not about having the strength to hold it it's about being worthy of it and so I think it was really important to him where after after failing and then killing Thanos and then failing to be the king that his people deserve I think it was so important for him to realize that he was still worthy of it. And then to follow that up with him being like, like having that, that moment, like in Thor Ragnarok, when he sees the Hulk in the arena and he's just like,
5: yes, (laughs) it was a
2: very similar moment Mm. um, for Thor seeing Cap wield Mjolnir. So it was just, yeah. And that's exactly how I felt. Just, yes. Oh, we
0: were screaming in our theater. Uh, Yeah. There (laughs) was was a lot of screaming. What's your number one?
3: My number one. It's a sad one. And it's, it's of course, (laughs) Losing Iron Man is sad, period. But seeing the scene with Spider Man and with Pepper, yeah. just seeing them over him, um, it was very personal for me. Yeah, to be in that space where you know someone is is going to lose their battle and they you have to release them. You have to be in that space to say, "We'll be okay. Yeah. Rest." that I think resonates with so many people who Mm -hmm. had to just be in Mm -hmm. that space. So I was just sobbing. I Mm -hmm. mean, that to me was the most powerful scene for me personally, of course, for personal reasons, but to be there and to, to see that, to see him wanting to stick around, you know, that he wants to be there for his, his daughter and for Pepper. And then to see Peter, who is like a son to him, Mm -hmm. I think the moment that he was able to really bond with Peter, I think helped him see that he could be a dad. Yeah. So here he is now looking into his eyes and he's like, we won, sir, you know, he's telling him that and all of the good things to just leave him with comfort to know that they'll be okay, we won and we'll be okay and you can go now. (sighs) Well, yeah, and mm-hmm. I was done. I saw yeah.
2: um, you, you shouldn't be tweeting spoilers <laughs> at people. But I saw on Twitter, I was scrolling through today. Somebody took a screen cap from Infinity War where it's, I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. And then you contrast that with the screen cap from Endgame of Tony dying mm-hmm. and him going, Mr. Stark, don't
3: go. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yep. my heart. It gets you.
3: Anthony says, I'm not a Gwyneth Paltrow fan same but she was excellent in that scene and she really was yeah
0: she really was justin what's your
4: number one my number one was seeing the avengers assemble like having all those portals (laughs) open that was such a grand scene that i think that's one of the examples of we'll never see a movie like this again in our lifetime where i kept comparing it to the end of the battle of Minas Tirith, where you know oh, aragorn right. comes with the undead army and
5: exactly yeah. <laughs>
4: and um the uh right- and it's right before that when you get the little
0: static in cap's ear Aww. and you start to hear sam's voice oh, and sam yeah. says on your left,
3: on your left. <laughs> that yeah. is my
0: absolute favorite yep. scene
3: yeah uh- it, like my friends and are like and we're like, we just kept looking at each other with tears in our eyes. Yeah. And like my friend had this giant box of tissues and we just put our hands out, like, give them to me. <laughs> uh, but we just were screaming. I mean, we're shameless. Our arms are in the air. Our legs are in the air. We're just <laughs> like, not even joking. Yeah.
2: I am here for the winter soldier love. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it gives me life right now, guys. For
0: sure. For sure. What are some of the other moments we're seeing in the chat?
3: Uh, my fave uh, we have a commenter saying my fave is when all the heroines assembled too yeah. bad Black yeah. Widow wasn't there yeah. oh. Daryl said that it, oh, it <laughs> still hurts us Kim your wife she says the female squad moment was the
4: absolute best girl Absolutely, squad Yeah. yeah! it would have been enough. better if Squirrel Girl were in the MC <laughs> oh <my laughs> you know, I,
2: I also oh. Oh, she's coming I also wouldn't have hated it if Quake was there
4: oh, just yeah. saying
2: from yeah. Agents of Shield, love
0: that would have been cool.
3: <laughs> I don't know how she would have gotten there. But...
5: <laughs>
0: oh, Heywood,
3: Heywood Wong is wondering how they will explain the Widow solo movie. That's a prequel, though. It's a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Have they said that? Yep. Either that or we've established that time travel is <laughs> oh, a thing. I'll, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I don't know. So
2: maybe maybe Barton gets real low. Maybe in the five
3: like, years. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't know no. the the time specifically, but I've I've read that it's a prequel. Okay. I've heard well,
2: that we'll as see. well. Yeah. Which it. Honestly, it's the only. Unless we are doing another time travel movie, it's the only thing that makes sense. Or
0: if we don't understand the Soul Stone as well as we think we do. Ah. Mm, I'm just saying.
2: (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong, but I also don't think you're right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, let's take a look at the original six Avengers and talk through their journey a little bit and rather than call on everybody individually we'll just kind of popcorn in on this one and maybe power through it a little bit more quickly but um let's talk about what their journey looks like in this film are you happy with where they ended up um where do you think they might be headed and let's start with with banner hulk whatever we should call him yeah. the, professor the, hulk. The, the banner hulk hybrid <laughs> professor hulk yes <laughs> He's the
3: credible Hulk, as
0: the (laughs) mean shows. The credible Hulk. (laughs) Yeah, right.
2: He's this guy, the dabber. (laughs) Talking about unexpected moments, seeing uh, the (laughs) the Hulk just sitting down at a cafe, um, perfectly like acting like a normal person was definitely something that threw me off. (laughs) Um, I I think it's interesting that basically um, Banner completed his character arc like right at the beginning of the movie he's Mm. like i'm in a good place right now this is this is where i'm at and so zen yeah he (laughs) he had found inner peace and then everything after that was an extension of that even um you know, being the one to volunteer to use uh, their makeshift gauntlet that they created. And um he, he mentions offhandedly that he had been when he snapped to bring everybody back, he had been trying to bring that back too, and it just didn't work. Yeah. So on the one hand, I I feel like there's more room to explore in terms of having to deal with that grief and the sacrifice of, you know, having having lost her. But as far as the Hulk goes, I feel like he's pretty zen right now, and I, I feel like he's just going to be a science bro from now.
0: <laughs> yeah, they sort, of, they sort of used him as the bright spot of the film. Yeah. Like, they didn't have Drax, so they couldn't have the crazy Drax uh-huh. moments of humor. Yeah. And they sort of like, well, we've sort of done the raging Hulk thing, we've done Hulk smash... Like it's kind you know, of funny that
2: he's like embarrassed by that now he's yeah, like yeah. oh that's so gratuitous we've yeah, already I'm
5: made sure. fun of the sun's him getting
0: real to low in, in
4: New yeah. York was hilarious like, <laughs> Rawr. Rawr.
0: So, I love that I was like it's just so just do something different with him let's just use him to encourage everybody else yeah. which is so unexpected
3: well Anthony says Hulk tacos so.
0: Hulk tacos that was a great scene Aww. that yeah. was awesome it was so good <laughs> um, alright what about Hawkeye
3: well he gets a Disney Plus series.
0: Does well yeah. But is it gonna be focused on him or is it gonna be focused on Kate Bishop?
3: Well I guess we don't know maybe, that. Both will he, will he kind of quickly toss it will
2: off? Will there
0: be a Kate Bishop or will they use his daughter as the Kate Bishop I, character?
2: I don't know what to think about this because On the one hand, you know, again, his character arc had kind of been completed um, in Age of Ultron. Like he knew what was important. He knew when it when it was time to step away and Civil War brought him back. But like he hadn't really grown or changed. It was just I'm doing you guys a favor Mm -hmm. right now Um, here. He 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 progresses in in a completely different direction and it's Nat who has to bring him back from that. And so it's interesting because he gets his family back, but at the cost of his best friend, who he loved yeah. very dearly. So it'll be interesting because he he still needs to be there for his family and he's exceedingly lucky to have them back and very grateful to have them back. But I'm wondering if, the memory of Nat or knowing that his family came back at the cost of Nat's life is going to continue to haunt him.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And if he'll have to keep on heroing in order
3: to, to kind of assuage that guilt. Anthony says that variety has said that Hawkeye, the Hawkeye show will be Clint training Kate Bishop. Oh, I love
2: that. So Anthony's
0: got all the answers. He there does. We
2: go. Good job, Anthony.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing I missed with Hawkeye because I love that they took him to the Ronin place. And I love that they darkened him up. But I felt like as soon as he was back with the Avengers, he was old Hawkeye again. Mm. And just sort of just sort of um, feeling guilty for where he had been in the meantime. Yeah, I wanted to see him struggle with that a little bit more. Like, I wanted to see him be in some sort of a, a fight and just about to kill somebody. And that has mm. to stop him from doing it or something like that. You know? Mm.
2: I guess they didn't really get the the room to explore that because they yeah. immediately There's went so to a planet where yeah. there was nobody there was no one else.
3: Um and there was a, an opportunity for him to possibly get his family back. So I think it was you know possibly still in him to struggle that way, yeah. but it was that hope that maybe suppressed it for the
4: time that we saw.
0: Yeah. 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 You're quiet over there. You got anything you want to throw out?
4: I loved that (laughs) we focused on him.
0: You're wearing purple, so you should be talking about (laughs) Hawkeye.
4: Um, I love that we got to focus on him in this movie because he was, you know, glaringly absent from Infinity War. Um, So he got to be the person we live through, more or less. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's the person that allowed someone to come into this movie having not seen any of the other movies and understand what the stakes are, um, what we get back. Uh, so he was the person that went back in time first and, you know, demonstrated that it worked. So I just thought that he was a great, uh, one of the primary antagonists or protagonists of the movie. So
3: And you bring yeah. up a good point, which Anthony, Anthony again also mentions um, that Clint's little trip through time really snapped him back into reality. So I think, yeah, that's, I think that's a really good point because he got to call his daughter yeah, and that I think immediately set him right. And he gave him that why as Jay would say, give him the why again. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. What about black widow? This one I'll start off on this one (laughs) because this is my biggest thing. I wish that I think I wish that we got more reaction to her death. Like I loved her character in this movie. I think she might've been my favorite character in the movie this time around. And um, I love that she was the one that made the sacrifice to get the Soul Stone. I love that scene and how that came about. But I do feel like after the fact, it was kind of let go of too quickly. Mm.
3: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think there was so much going on. Even as the viewer, it's like, oh, now we're over here. But then I think there was a a nod to her at some point. Somebody said something because I remember going, oh, that's right. Like still... Kind yeah. of sad over that, but I.
2: Well,
0: they I, were standing around talking about her, and Tony well, said, "Do yeah. we know if she had family?" And Cap said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah us. we were." Yeah,
2: what what happens? Yeah, is after after they all come back from their trips, from their round trips through time. Uh, yeah, she's the only one that didn't come back, and yeah. so yeah, that was the question of where's that. And the 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 movie takes a proper beat for them to mourn, but. Because time is still of the essence, they don't have time for a big send off. They they have time to be frustrated, and they have time um, to 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 mourn her a little bit. But they yeah. don't really. There's still a fight coming, yeah. and they and then still, we get a
0: huge funeral for Tony, right? Yeah, and end. so
2: it when when she died, I really applaud the movie for not making it feel like she was fridged. Yeah. But I understand the complaint of like, it should have been a bigger deal. Mm, Yeah. But I also understand the perspective of like, we're saddened by this loss, but we don't have the time to mourn. Yeah, And I I think that's why they needed that moment between uh, Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye after Iron Funeral, because yeah. It they, they got to mourn together. Yeah,
5: which,
4: yeah.
2: Like he's mourning that and she's still mourning vision, which uh that yeah. one still yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's not coming back. I no. was
4: expecting him to come back in some way in this yeah. movie. Oh. Well,
0: no. here's why I say I think that it bothers me because <laughs> it does bother me, but that might be a positive thing, because yeah. I'm sure if you put yourself in the shoes of those characters, that's how they felt about it too. Right. Like I'm sure. Clint was there at Tony's funeral, thinking, "Well, we lost Nat too. Like, right.
2: where's her like, big funeral? You know, yeah, I'm where's... sure it was
0: unceremonious. And,
2: as well. and like for for everything, I mean, Nick Fury didn't share a moment with anybody mourning Nat. Yeah, yeah. and like." You know, we didn't get a moment with Rhodey who had been working side by side with her for for several years now. It's Cap and Hulk and Hawkeye that have the big emotional reactions because they were the closest to her. But we don't really get a whole lot from everybody else. So it's a shame, but there's a three hour runtime. Like, I get it. It's a juggling. And
4: uh, they have a moment where the five other original Avengers are out on a dock talking about it for a little while so there there is a short scene after that that the five people like she should be the sixth Mm -hmm. and the second time I saw it I'm like oh she's the one that's not there like it was weird to see that and kind of remember that it wasn't the big group it was just the original six Avengers minus her and they're talking about it trying to figure it out um and that's where Clint's talking about oh you go tell the red-faced guy yeah you know go fly into space (laughs) and tell him that (laughs) Uh, and,
2: and to not have cap go what an odd description yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah i i want to see that he when he returns
4: on. that sc- wait red that face stone. Guy? yeah when he returns <laughs> that stone he's like Hey! Yes. <laughs> all right. Peace out. Um,
2: Ryan George of Screen Rent does a, a series called Pitch Meeting. I he,
4: love Ryan George. Oh,
2: it's so hilarious. Dude's hilarious. And yeah, he did one for Endgame. And he's talking about how like, oh, and then Cap has to go and return all the stones. It's like, oh, so we're not going to see that moment where he has to re-inject Natalie Portman with, <laughs> with the weird Kool-Aid juice. <laughs> right. And we're yeah. not going to see that moment where he has to, has Awkward to awkwardly ask Red Skull for directions.
4: <laughs> <laughs> pool. <laughs> okay, oh my god. How come oh we don't boy. get to see
3: that? <laughs> so Jamie, did you see her comment?
0: What did she say? She in oh, regard to yes. Black
3: Widow, she finally got rid of the red in her ledger. <laughs> She's, oh, my heart broke again. Okay,
0: I'm gonna reveal what a <laughs> twisted person I am because she said that we were talking about it after we saw it together. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, Jamie's my wife, by the way. Um We were talking about it after we saw it, and she said she finally got rid of the red in her ledger. And my response to that was, yeah, and the red in her head, which I know is really dark and terrible. I
3: have a dark (laughs) sense of humor, but excuse you, Dara. I know. If Helen
0: Helen O'Hara were here, she would say, you're a monster.
3: (laughs) Go think about what you've done. (laughs) I know.
0: Let's talk about the dude. I mean, Thor.
3: Oh. I Melted did. ice cream.
0: Melted I think it's ice cream. Yes. Hilarious
2: that they were making so many big Lebowski jokes. Again, as a nod to the original Iron Man, because Jeff Bridges was in that I, movie. Know. Uh, I love how everything in this uh, has come full circle. But um I actually I know this my is, wife
0: just called me a yes, bad person.
2: <laughs> I think out of everything. Thor's arc is what's the most controversial about the movie. It seems mm, yeah. to be the thing that people have been latching onto saying that they, they dislike the most or that they like the least. Mm. And I'm going to disagree with that assessment. And that comes from a very personal place of like, I get where Thor's coming oh, yeah. from. Like I will never thank, thank God I will never have to know it on the scale that he knows it, but I know what it's like to fail, and to and to beat yourself up about it, to feel yeah. guilty about it, and to feel shame about it, and to like not care about what happens to yourself afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so, like seeing him come back from that mm-hmm. is super meaningful for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. for a lot, of, it it's make it's bumming me out that a lot of people are looking at that not as a, a way to pick yourself back up from failure. Mm. It makes me sad that a lot of people are like, oh, well, they ruined what was set up in Thor Ragnarok. Like, they they ruined him. Like, Thor Ragnarok was the best version of Thor, and now the Russo brothers just ruined it. And I'm <laughs> literally quoting an exact tweet, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, because they gave him a beer belly and they gave him a lot of emotional trauma, and he's trying yeah. to forget that, like... Okay, yeah, sure, they ruined him, whatever. Don't worry, he's going to be back in shape by the time Guardians of the Galaxy comes <laughs> out. Um, or whenever the next film he's in is going to appear. Like, guys, it's fine. And we have lots of other movies where Chris Hemsworth looks hot. It's fine. And even the dad bod is totally, totally fine. <laughs> dad but like, bod? <laughs> but no, it's it upsets me that people are so dismissive because he's he doesn't
3: have a six-pack anymore. Well, like, that
2: bothers it's me.
0: It's still in there somewhere. I know.
2: It's more <laughs> like
5: a
3: keg. It's a keg now. Um, the criticism I've heard is that they're actually mocking someone who would have PTSD and, and mocking his pain and just making fat jokes of it. Mm. Um, so that's what I've read. Um, and other people have told criticism me. Criticism of the same thing from two different perspectives. right. right. That's very interesting. And, and I, think, I think it's understandable that if someone went through that much trauma and is in that much grief, like losing not only his brother in front of his own eyes, but his whole, like, Asgard is gone. Now there's new Asgard. And he's trying. He's trying. His his girlfriend dumped
2: him. Uh, Right. (laughs) His girlfriend dumped him. He lost both his parents. Then he lost Asgard. Then he lost his brother. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of everything, his quote unquote failure is what caused half of the universe to
3: disappear. I mean, the guilt, the grief, the just whole trauma of it all that's one path for, for someone
0: to go. Let me just say really fast. um, We lost our live feed. Something went wrong. So we are now recording offline. So thank you so much to everybody that joined us on the live feed. And we're going to go ahead and finish the show up now. So let's talk about Captain America. What did you guys think about Captain America in Endgame?
4: My, (laughs) My three favorite scenes revolved around Captain America As listed earlier in the podcast Yes, yes Um, He has been my favorite character in the MCU Continues to be so Um, I love that he got to uh, Not be selfish But just live a life Oh yeah um, That he wanted uh, Because I think he had accepted And kept verbalizing in this movie uh, In Infinity War, in Civil War that he's accepted this and he's a man out of time and a man without a home and, you know, but this is his new home and all of that. So just that he got to have what he really wanted, um, meant a lot to me, um, that he was a great leader, that he was worthy of Mjolnir. It's just all of it. Loved it.
3: Yeah. No, I, I really loved Cap. I think he's grown on me over the years he wasn't my not that i disliked him ever but he wasn't my favorite and just over the the course of the films in the MCU he's just continued to grow on me to where i absolutely loved that he finally got to live a life yeah. Yeah. just see him um, see him at the end and then when and then when sam asks him like you want me to tell you or you want to tell me about that or tell me about her and he's like no. no. I'm like, oh, that is so yeah. Cap. <laughs> Which is he's so appropriate to the rest of
0: the movie, too, because he never talks about it with anybody. Right. You just see him deal with it when he's on his mm-hmm. own.
2: Yeah. the um, I got to be honest, this, this movie really surprised me because I was expecting Tony Stark to live and for Captain America to be the one to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was expecting that for Infinity War as well mm-hmm. um, because... Tony Stark again is the father of this franchise and so I kind of figured that he would be passing the torch but still overseeing things in a very Nick Fury-esque way and that Cap would be the one to make the sacrificial play as he put it in the original Avengers um but so to have the reverse happen it's the perfect you know character end for Tony Stark and for Captain America um he fine yeah it's it's weird because it is quote unquote a selfish choice but it's less a selfish choice and more that he's back where he belongs mm-hmm. because he's he has been that man out of time and he has been uh, trying to move on in a in a world that you know he's a relic he's an antique and he's said time and time again it's really hard to find people with similar world experiences him and not only did he never get that dance with Peggy Carter he had to bury her a couple movies ago yeah. so that's been really difficult for him to kind of deal with and process and so allowing him to go back and get that dance and live a life with her is a beautiful send off to the character. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're if you're not gonna kill him off, that is an excellent way to allow him to pass the torch to someone else.
0: Yeah. And I love I love his connection to Sam in the movie. Even though it's subtle I mean it's not subtle at the end, obviously, he gives him the shield, but if you think about the scene right after the five year jump where he's in the room with Joe Russo and Jim Starlin and everybody. He's doing what Sam did when he met Sam.
4: Yeah. Wow. I hadn't hadn't noticed
0: that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because Sam was the leader of that group. Yeah.
0: And it may not be specifically a VA group, but he's doing exactly what Sam did. He's helping people process through their trauma. Yeah. And I just... That That didn't occur to me until just now. That's beautiful. So that was kind of my favorite thing about Captain America, actually, Hmm. was just the way that they showed his regard for all the other characters, his connection to Nat mm-hmm. and him and Tony reconciling. and
3: I love that he got to be funny, too. Yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, that is America's ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... it. It wasn't...
0: And when he tells Nat he's like, I'd offer to make you dinner, but you look pretty miserable already. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he gets to be a little self deprecating. Yeah. kinda funny. Yeah, he well, except for the that part about America's ass. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um no, it was really nice because, you know, we get that from Tony all the time and we get that from Peter yeah. um and Thor from in their own way. But to get that from Cap was really was
0: really cool. Yeah, totally.
3: When well, he's and like, I can do this all day. And he's like, yeah, I
2: know. No, I know. If, <laughs> if there's any character that deserves a happy ending, it's Cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's the first Avenger. He deserves, mm-hmm. he deserves happiness. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. It's true. And he gets all the good callbacks too. Yeah. Like when he's with Bucky right before he goes back into time and he's like, don't do anything stupid while I'm gone. And <laughs> yeah. Bucky's yeah. like, <laughs> how can <laughs> I? You're dude. taking all, all the stupid, stupid with you. you. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So good. Okay. Let's talk about the big sad one. Let's talk about Tony. (sighs) Poor, poor Tony. We love him 3,000. I
3: know. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, I loved (laughs) my daughter and I laughed. So hard when he sees Rocket And he's like, I li- literally thought you were a build a For a second mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just thought that was so funny um, And you know, of course he has all of the lines But we get to see him as a dad As a yeah. husband He's not this billionaire playboy yeah. Like he's just, he's done With that part of his life Now he's, you know, living in the woods And he's just chill And he's like, table set for six You know, d- d- don't talk shop You know, he's just ready to be living the simple life yeah and he pulls himself away from that because it's more important to try to save the half who disappeared and i think that's just such a beautiful journey that he went through we see him just sleeping with all these different people and not really kind of caring about the impact of what he does um, in a very personal way yeah but here he is and then seeing him with his dad and he gets that closure Mm. and being able to just talk to him and hear his dad worry about whether he can be a good dad. Mm. Um, There are, I think some really powerful moments there, I think. And, um, and then of course, when he, when he (laughs) saw Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange puts the one finger up and it's like,
0: it's coming. His index finger, to be oh clear. God. <laughs> oh, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see the... He holds all the, up one. That would have I, been I, a
0: very different
1: movie. I can't <laughs> wait to
2: see all the animated shorts where, yeah. <laughs> where Doctor Strange just flips him yeah. off instead.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that was just, you know, it was preparing us for the inevitable. And, oh, man, the theater was just... We well, heard sniffling and then oh I gosh, seriously yeah. heard no. <laughs> yeah. Like and it was like a weak
2: cry, no. And I'm
3: like, Oh, I feel you. Well,
2: what what really hurts about that is, you know, Doctor Strange said himself, this is the only way. Right? Mm-hmm. Which means the only way to stop Thanos at all was
3: Tony having to sacrifice himself. And it was it was so connected to Infinity War because um, Doctor Strange w- gave up the stone to save Tony, knowing that it'll ultimately be his demise. Like that, Yeah, that, yeah. And that was, I think, just and, and all it, these callbacks. It, it yeah. adds
2: extra weight to the end of that movie, too, because he says, I'm sorry. It yeah. was the only way. And yep. that's not an I'm sorry that this is happening right. right now. That's an I'm sorry for what's about to happen yep. to you. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was going into this movie wondering... What's it gonna be like when Tony and Bucky see each other again? Mm. Which we didn't get, obviously. But I'm kind of glad we didn't get it because they really moved beyond it. Yeah. Like especially when he went into the past and he saw his dad, and he got to like hang out with his dad. Yeah. And reconcile with him in a I, really unique way. And I, be adults with his dad, which yeah, he
4: never right. got to do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I think he's had several years to to process the whole Bucky.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think after the initial shock of finding out that it was him that was responsible, I think Tony's a smart enough person to understand that like it wasn't actually Bucky's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was just a very emotional response to finding out right then and there. And, you know, having, quote unquote, broken up the Avengers, like, that's a lot of emotion to, like, deal with, too, that he was processing through by the time Infinity War started. By the time we get to Endgame and him being reunited with everybody, all of that is kind of in the past because... There's the we're in the wake of losing half of the universe right all of that sort of seems like water under the bridge yeah. <laughs> at yeah. that point because there's a lot more to be angry about
5: yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, uh, like I said I, I know we already talked about it quite a bit, but like this is the perfect capstone to his his story. This is the perfect bookend yeah. the the MCU started with I am Iron Man and I think it's very fitting that his role in it ends with the same With Mm -hmm. the same words.
4: Yeah. And then just uh, having the camera slowly go through his funeral, seeing all the people that he's touched and affected, um, just that turnout and how much he meant to all those people. It just felt important and how much he meant to all of us. Yeah, Which is also a nice little
0: message from the Russo brothers to every other film director in the world saying look how many famous people we got to stand in one place <laughs> at one time. <laughs> Most
4: expensive shot ever. Yeah.
0: Um, well, let's talk about the MCU overall. It's not over, obviously. In fact, I think I saw that technically Phase 3 is not even over. Technically, Spider-Man Far From Home is the last film of Phase 3.
2: That makes sense. It's like an epilogue. Yeah.
0: But... It's certainly come to a certain kind of conclusion and a certain kind of pinnacle. So, um, Megan, why don't you start us off on this one? What has the MCU meant to you as a fan and as a geek (laughs) over the past 11 years?
2: Um, it's, it's meant a lot. It's hard kind of finding the words to describe what it's meant for cinema and what it's meant just in terms of nerd and pop culture, how Comic-Con itself has changed, um, in the wake of the MCU. I, I think it was the MCU that quote unquote made it cool to be a geek, um, Uh. or, or really just superhero movies in general. Like if you go back to like even the Spider-Man Raimi movies, like, um, superhero movies becoming blockbusters, uh, you know, sort of made liking them mainstream. And the MCU kind of took that success and ran with it, It took the success of the Spider-Man trilogy and the X-Men movies and uh, the Nolan trilogy, and then just expounded upon that in a way I don't think any of us ever imagined would actually happen mm-hmm. like I remember as a kid Justin and I my, my older brother Justin not this Justin right <laughs> here but my older brother Justin and I would, would talk about how like how much we would love to see a Batman versus. Superman movie, but how it's never gonna happen, man. <laughs> and then it happened, and I didn't even see it in theaters because I'm like, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> um, that's how different the world is now because of the MCU. And as a as just personally speaking, it's meant a lot to me because Marvel, comics or marvel i should specify marvel properties have meant a lot to me growing up spider man is one of my favorite is my favorite superhero mm-hmm. um and he's been really important to me ever since i was a kid mm. and um and agents of shield in particular has been really important to me as well i kind of started my professional Nerd career talking about Agents of Shield on a network called Afterbuzz TV. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I didn't realize that nerd communities could come together in that particular way until I started doing that show. Mm. And it, it meant the world to me that like people would gather around every week to talk about this episode of television with us um, and that I get to sit down with a group of friends and talk about it and for to have people actually care what I had to say about it and because it was a cog in the, the mechanism that is the MCU, it was cool to speculate and theorize about when characters were going to pop up where and how things could tie into phase two and three, yeah. you know, back when those were far off dreams. And it's been wonderful kind of getting to professionally chronicle this franchise Mm. and I don't think I'll ever get that opportunity again because like Star Wars is gonna sleep for a while after this year the this portion of the MCU has wrapped up I don't think I'll ever get the chance to talk about nerd culture in the way that I have for the MCU in a long long time if ever again and Mm. the friends that I've made doing just (laughs) that like I don't think I'd be talking to you guys right now if it wasn't for the MCU because uh, I've made a lot of professional connections because of (laughs) because I got to talk to people about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. every week. You know, just talking to my friends about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I've made friends um, talking about the MCU. So I wouldn't be here in this moment right now if it wasn't for the MCU. So. Thank it, you, Avengers, and thank really you, Marvel. It really is a,
0: a bonding point. Like, Justin and I met, what, five, four or five years ago at this point now? Yeah. And we bonded over comics and movies and the MCU and stuff like that. Um, and same with you guys. Yeah. I actually did know Jay before the MCU existed, but we talked about comics then, too. Like, that was our language. So in addition to, you know, the job we had to do because we worked <laughs> together. But, you know, aside from that. But, but um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Like uh, the only reason I'm here is because you guys wanted to talk Star Wars. And the only reason I heard about <laughs> that is because I had done shows with somebody I met because I yeah. was doing the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show at the mm. time. So
0: Seriously. Yeah. yeah. It's like a whole new family. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm. Sandra, what has it meant to you?
3: Oh, man. Um, you know, I think the same. We have a decade's worth plus of just sitting in theaters, Waiting in line, because it was before reserved seats. Mm-hmm. Um, so waiting in line, speculating, what are we about to see? And then for hours after, what did we just see? The mid-credit scenes. <clears throat> what, what What? was that? Who was that? Um, going online and, and scouring the internet. All of the conversations with not only friends and family, but then with Online and um, at cons, having full-on conversations with people, hours-long conversations waiting at Comic-Con for, you know, the exhibit hall to open yeah. or for the panel you know, to get in for Hall H. Um, I think that this has caused so many people to get into a broader community than they ever thought, than I ever thought existed. Yeah. Um, so I I didn't know you. I didn't know anyone in this room. Yeah. And I wouldn't have if it weren't for the connections that I had made just by loving these films, loving these, these comics, and... Getting into community, and I think, like there, there is something beyond just any film. I didn't have that with Lord of the Rings. I, I don't know why I just didn't, even though I love the books and films. Um, it just wasn't there in the same way. Yeah. Um, but for MCU, gosh, I just think it has been filled with so many wonderful memories, so many tears, mm. <laughs> so many <laughs> happy tears and sad tears. I, yeah, you know what? I think it's just something that bonds many people Hmm.
4: true and i think that large blockbuster movies can be kind of seen as escapism in some ways and i don't feel like the mcu ever treated it that way i think they were trying to address deeper themes from the beginning that they were trying to have well-rounded characters um then portraying different genres and uh personalities Um, so when I was watching Endgame my wife made the comment that I was very quiet the entire movie Um, I wasn't really responding with the crowd except for in Stan Lee's last cameo I I responded to that (laughs) but um, everything else I just felt like I was just internalizing and soaking it in uh, knowing that something important in my life was ending in a way um, And the things that the MCU honors, uh, like honor and hope and love and family, um, uh, it's good that we have stories that honor those things and that mm-hmm. our culture um, is resoundingly saying these are the things that we value, you know, just by how much money they're spending this mm. weekend, you know, to go and see this movie, that... Um, that matters to a lot of people in a lot of very personal ways. So, yeah. yeah, and I think just one thing, I'm just thankful that they got to get to this point on their terms and that, um, you know, just with the variety of things that can happen with um, an actor passing away or mm-hmm. someone not agreeing to a contractor, you know, just all the things that can happen uh, behind the scenes, I'm just really thankful that we got to this point on their terms. And we were able to close out a story so well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just thankful that this movie exists. So seriously, I would, I mean, I would echo
0: everything you guys said. The one thing I guess I would add is I don't know that I ever have or ever will care about a set of characters as much Mm -hmm. as I cared about these characters in film, just because you have so much time with them and you're such a big part of their journey long term. And if I, I feel like if I listed off some of the characters that maybe I cared about as close as these, you'd think I'm crazy. Cause there's, they're <laughs> like just person, weird personal connections you make. And like it'd be things like Ethan Hunt in the Mission Impossibles franchise. Mm-hmm. And well,
2: that's the thing is how many characters in terms of cinema are you with for multiple years? And First in decade. so many
0: different situations. Yeah. And, and in, such good films on a consistent basis mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah there's some films that you know thor the dark world whatever there's some ones that stand out as not being as good as the rest but i think every single movie in the mcu is a good film and yeah. most of them are great films yeah
2: yeah and the when we were having our our worst movie in the mcu quick rapid fire discussion <laughs> <Yeah>. like
0: <laughs> even
2: yeah. even though the worst of the mcu are s- aren't bad movies. They're
0: still at home on my shelf and I will (laughs) gladly sit down and watch them.
2: Um, I I do want to just say one other thing about how much it's meant to me. Um, The MCU also sort of helped me find my voice Mm. a little bit because um, prior to being on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show, I was always more comfortable being behind the camera, mm. producing and hold, like actually physically holding the camera in some instances. Mm. Um, I was a camera girl for for a friend of mine for a web series that we did for a while. Um, and that was always my comfort zone. I never wanted to be in front of the camera. I never wanted to hold a mic. And if it and it was being a part of that show that helped me realize, oh, I can speak my mind about the things that I care about and love and I'm not going to get ostracized for it or Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to fall on my face. Like I always think I will. Yeah. Um, so the MCU helped me find that. And that means a lot.
0: Yeah. It's crazy what it's done. I was standing around, um, uh, this morning before church, we were getting ready for our service and stuff like that. And we were in a room of about 20 people who were all involved and, I was on one side of the room and over on the other side of the room, there were like 10 guys standing around talking about Avengers and (laughs) just all the ins and outs of it and stuff like that. And I leaned over to the person that was next to me and I was like, I could never have these conversations in public when I was a kid. (laughs) Like (laughs) I had to pick my friends so carefully to talk about this stuff. And now everybody talks about it all the time. Yeah. Which is cool.
3: I was at um, the I was at the Ren Fair uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and oh fun! And I'm going next week. <laughs> and they had signs up that said Thanos uh, requests your silence or yeah. something. <laughs> Probably wasn't, it, but I thought, oh, that's so funny! Like no matter where we go, it's there. Mm. And what I love about the MCU and what they did, of course, on on the backs of others as well, but they. They gave us characters that we can relate to and that we can identify with. They gave us Black Panther. Yeah. They gave us Gomorrah. They gave us people of color. Yeah, finally, um, so it, it was giving voice like you talked about gave, gave you a voice. MCU gave voice to characters who were invisible mm-hmm. before then. We they weren't in these big blockbuster films mm-hmm. and now they are. Yeah. And I think that there's still some work to be done, but I think that they've come a long way in giving people of color representation, which is so important. And yeah. it's, and it's become just it isn't about color it's just about these wonderful characters mm. um all interacting with each other and it's not just about you're this or you're that like everybody is together and I love that I love that they're just yeah. good characters they so, haven't
0: pandered with it no they've no. genuinely used it to tell better stories right
3: right absolutely yeah. yeah
2: and of course no we're not saying that the MCU is perfect no there's right. certainly <laughs> there's certainly things that can be improved upon but like, Oh, man, it's the the things that they get right. They've done so right. Mm. And it makes me, yeah, mm, choked up just yeah. thinking about it.
0: <laughs> yep. Well, it is pretty incredible. Thank you guys for taking the time to do this tonight. Mm. Thank you, Megan, for joining us.
2: Oh, Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. I'm glad I was able to come on down.
0: You look like you wanted to say something. Oh, no, I just love being here. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a Justin thing to say. It is.
2: I'm just happy to be included.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys, and thank you listeners out there as well. We love you, 3,000. Well, there you have it, our Avengers Endgame reaction show. Justin and Sandra, wasn't that so much
4: fun? That was so much fun. Jay, what did you think? (laughs) Oh, Uh, (laughs) oh. I think it's probably really fun.
5: (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely fun.
0: (laughs) But don't fret, right, because we're going to get your opinion. That's right. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, we're actually recording. So we've talked
1: about our DCEU series coming up. Yeah. We talked about the Game of Thrones thing I was doing. What I didn't mention, because I forgot to mention it, is the patron, me, Daryl, hopefully Daryl, and a couple of our patrons are going to get together and talk about endgame just the way you guys did yeah. after i've seen it
0: so and those That's patrons awesome. that'd be cool so at least some of those patrons were in the chat today too yeah. so yes that'll be a fun yes,
1: yes 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 a fun
0: conversation super cool so definitely check that out go check out megan's stuff see what she's doing um you heard that little segment from helen o'hara go check out the empire podcast So here's my last question for
1: you guys. As we end this out, (laughs) I would like to get each of you to guess how many times I will cry during Endgame. Oh gosh! How many times? How many times will it be?
0: That's hard to say because traditionally you're a robot. I know. But lately, that's what I was gonna ask. Are you a cryer? But lately, it's been changing. (laughs) Yeah. changing mm. everything. My guess is three. Oh, three? I, thought, I thought you were flipping him off. I saw that out wow. of the corner of my eye. It's like, <laughs> Justin's like you're, gonna you're not going to cry at all. At all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so three? I would say at least at least three. Oh, no. At yeah. least three? Okay. I'm going five. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And for different reasons. Yep. Yeah. yep. Some of it will be negative. Will Some of it will be, be positive. Yeah.
1: I feel like it's actually kind of cool to be a few days behind you guys mm-hmm. because... It's making me more excited about it than I think I would have been otherwise.
3: I don't even know how you can handle it because I, I was so excited. <laughs> I know. Yeah. With I being it. in it with everyone and you've waited oh, so long. Oh, I
1: legit waited so long to cancel my tickets because I was like, I have to make it to the showing. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I just can't do this to the population at large.
4: <laughs> because you'll cry. I mean, <laughs> I would there's... drive down the street and watch it with you right now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'd go right now. Uh, be yeah. Fine. So... Sounds awesome. but there's I mean there's a lot
0: of exciting the Superman cameo alone I mean (laughs) nobody saw that Kendrick Gavel I was (laughs) like
3: wait when
5: did
0: that happen he's in the back just flexing like what is going on alright well that's our show and um, that's the end of this series we hope you guys enjoyed the MCU series
4: the end game of of this series
0: Mm. I'm grown
4: I made a couple groaning Part of the journey jokes is the end. our <laughs> podcast. Oh.
0: Part of the journey is the end. There you go. Oh. Um, but yeah, check out the DCEU series that we've got coming up. We're going to go either go dark for a couple of weeks or release some special stuff in between. I think there'll so, be some special
1: stuff in between. Yeah.
0: yeah. But bear with us. We'll let you know when that's coming. And until then, question everything in your favorite geek stories. And always
1: seek the truth. Special thanks to some of the folks who make this show happen. First of all, if you've been over to our YouTube channel, you might check out Jeffrey Jones' animation, which was awesome. And we're so glad we worked with Jeffrey Jones. If you like the animation that he does, head over to JeffreyJosephJones.com and check out his cool animation and hire him if you can. He is... Definitely a fantastic animator. Also, of course, always special thanks to these amazing people who help us produce the Story Geeks podcast by supporting us on Patreon. Anthony Holder, Adam Vargas, Brianna, Bryce Cox, Connie Moe, Jessica Pritchett, Jim and Mary Baldwin, Joshua Beckham, Jeremy and Kimberly Lujo, Nick Procup. Monty Thigpin, Ray DeLeon, Samuel Peloquin, and Wade Johnson. To gain access to our aftercast and unlock more Patreon rewards, or just to support the show, please head over to thestorygeeks.com for more information.